Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Amen. There really are two sides to Christmas. It begins in a manger, but ends for the Western church with the wise men. They signal what we call the epiphany of our Lord, which actually always falls on January 6th. We transfer that celebration to Sunday, so more might enjoy the greeting by those who come from the East. Of course, where the manger scene and all the shepherds, the few who gathered in that dark night, was a local event with little attention, really. Arrival of the Magi would have been on the front page paper in Jerusalem. They actually had something like that back then. Their very presence would have raised eyebrows, whispers, and maybe a comment, you know it well, they're not from around here, are they? These travelers were a bit more than just foreign strangers. Their wisdom were men of pagan origins. Reasoning, in other words, they were very smart, but their reasoning shrouded in dreams, in astrology, and magic. They came from nations of false gods. Servants and rulers who had oppressed Israel in the past and were against the true God. That was their history. And so as a scholar describes it well, the long and short of it is these strange visitors from the east were immersed in the curse of a creation in full rebellion against its creator. If anyone has ever been far from God, it was them. This makes their worship of Jesus and inclusion in his presence truly radical. This is even beyond just measly shepherds because they were still Jewish and they still were close to Bethlehem. Christmas finishes our celebration to include the most questionable characters. The wonder of God does reach out without restriction which is good news for you and me and all people. Now, the wonder of a star brought a shocking question. Lots have tried to figure out what provoked the wise men to come. Whether it was a natural event or a miracle, a star led them on their way. However, many still run after strange signs and wonders as you know, to their detriment. God gave Israel a warning about that kind of stuff, chasing after these things in creation. He told in the book of Deuteronomy, there shall not be found among you anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or is a sorcerer. St. John, the book of Revelation, Last book of the Bible, he depicts the end times distresses on earth as well. In similar categories, he wrote, Nor did they repent of their murders, of their sorceries, or their sexual morality, or their thefts. The wise men 
were provoked not by a star, but first by a weightier question placed upon their lives. Coming to Jerusalem, they asked what that question was. Where is he who is born king of the Jews? It's almost like, bring him out. We're here to see him. This question didn't arise, though, out of thin air, and it wasn't something that was from the heart, in the heart of these pagan sinners. It just wasn't a thing natural within man to ask that question. Kingship, though, for Israel came tied to the Old Testament word of God. And we know this, we don't know how much of Scripture they had, but they had something, maybe like Numbers chapter 24, where it says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and it shall crush the forehead of Moab and break down all the sons of Sheth. The wise men came to worship this king of the Jews, and maybe from that kind of prophecy, a little bit of fear over the authority this king would bring on earth. You see, fear comes from the law's truth upon life that directs all to God. And we need a good dose of this wisdom today, don't we, in regards ultimately for the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. And yet, here's the thing, to love and trust God, that's a whole other matter. The wise men could fear God. They even came to find the God of Israel and who bring this great king, but to fear and, and to love and trust, that had to be a a gift by God's grace that this king of the Jews was to bring, as you see, even for pagan sinners. The wonder of God's word is to reign over all other wonders. That's what you see happen. Herod, a ruthless king in Israel, became fearful with what the wise men asked. And it was like a jolt into a system that had been shrouded in darkness for the Jews. The scriptures were called upon by Herod. He didn't need them. But boy, when he became desperate for his own stability, he went to him and he called for him. And he also knew it was more than about a king, but the Christ, the promised Savior, as God had promised. How naive. You have to understand the pagan magi were to the evil ways of Herod. But the Lord served them by his word. He still did what he was supposed to do, even out of evil hands. And they went to Bethlehem. Off they went. Direction away from Jerusalem, though no doubt, troubled their reasoning. Since that was where you would find a kingly glory. I mean, most kings of the world understand glory. Most of our eyes know what that looks like. And they probably were troubled. Bethlehem, a couple thousand people. Okay. God's word, not their wisdom, was to give faith. For this king's reign, you see, was to be Christ over the darkness even of the Gentiles. 
And so you're included in Christ as all people who the Father seeks to bring to his Son. We would rather have the miracles and signs do the revealing, but God sets it all before his church that has the word. Now, C.F.W. Walther, the first president of the Missouri Synod, saw how this worked out for the wise men when he wrote a sermon, a message. He saw how this worked out for the wise men going to Israel, which would be the church at that time. He said, when God directed them, the wise men, to the means of men, his already existing church, and we see from this that the mission to the Gentiles is a duty of the church. Of course, if you compare what Israel was focused on at that time, they were not focused on any of it. Their own salvation, let alone for that of the whole world, of what Christ would bring. Of course, many churches today have abandoned the word of salvation to welcome people by a wicked standard that's no less dark than Herod. God showed by the wise men how he wants his son to shepherd you with care as Lord and Savior, no less than any other sinner. He was to be a shepherd, one who would care for the sheep. This is extreme good news because the word must proclaim Christ and his reign over our darkness in every way. St. Paul saw God's glory at work as a mystery of faith, as he said, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of a God might now be made known. The wonder of worship before Jesus is to receive, finally then, eternal treasures. The church is not always impressive, but look what happens when it directs everybody to Jesus. What looked like to be a task in Bethlehem turned out to be a great blessing. God showed his mercy by the word and the star to lift up the doubting hearts of these wise men. Remember what Herod said? Go and search for the child. Well, that's a big thing. I can barely find my phone. But God took care of that for them. And so, as you know, following is one thing, but finding quite another. Their whole demeanor of the wise men changed coming to that house. For they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. You could just say, oh, finally, I'm here. I don't like traveling. I, you know, people enjoy the journey, they say. I just want to get there. Okay? To worship this newborn king and give him gifts didn't go as planned. People in Bethlehem, that's a small town. And my might have even been looking at them going, who are these foolish pagans? And why would they go to that house? The wise men went away, though, with eternal treasures. They gave treasures, but they... And so we now have that fullness known from Jesus flowing out to the nations. You need no star. Because we can stop. 
You can truly stop with relief to hear the answer above Christ's head on the cross. And what is the answer? It's the answer to the question. This is the king of the Jews for you poor Gentiles who crucified the Son of Glory. Jesus died for our sin and rose to justify all by the brightness of his victory. As king, he calls you to hear him speak his forgiveness and salvation continually upon your life because you can't do it for yourselves. But the light of Christ does it for us. The eternal purpose of the Father is in his Son, and from such redemption, repentant faith holds to the eternal treasures in Christ that never perish. And so you get to walk away with eternal things, with forgiveness that follows you all your days through baptism, with the ability to pray, as St. Paul said in our text today, and faith that God will hear you because of his Son, with eternal things that this time and space cannot be figured out by the Gentile glories. But God gives it to us in his Son. Worship him in the humility of where Jesus is now by his word and sacrament, since what is foolish to the world is Christ's faithfulness for each and every one of you. And it goes out through the nations of the world as to bring great joy. You see? And so we could talk about their stewardship because they brought stuff to give. We could talk about the idea of their mission because when they left, they brought the light of Christ into the darkness of their lives. And who knows how that affected how they were thinking as the Gentiles. But all that's fine and dandy. But remember... What we give cannot compare to what he gives as we go away in his name with his light upon our lives against all sin, death, and the devil. Christmas leaves us to conclude how out of the darkness wise men still came. It happens to the church today, just as St. Paul told the Corinthians to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, in the wisdom of God. The wonder of God does reach out without restriction, which is good news for you, for all, because this is what God gives for the world in his Son. Amen. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all. Amen.